It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement vows that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that'd be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two wannabe athletes, with one of us believing in the power of science, and one of us who believes in the power of Jesus. So today we're going to talk about sports injuries, and the reason we're going to talk about sports injuries is because, oh, well, I was running down the court the other day, and uh, I don't know that you realize, but the Deacon and I play some hoops, Holla! and as I was running down the court... It felt like I got shot in the back of my calf with a paintball. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm old. I shouldn't be playing basketball anymore. I am the same age as Kobe Bryant. (laughs) That's right. That means it's time to retire. Um, I had that happen. We had our Thanksgiving Day annual football game at the church. And um, I swear it's the cleats, but I had the same... Problem every time I wear this one particular set of cleats. So I'm normally I normally play QB because I've got a fan I've got a cannon, and uh, I like to throw it to the other team as well. I'm an equal opportunity quarterback, right? Whatever. But uh, right in the middle, we had been playing. I think we we're up like eight to six. Do you guys ever score seven, or you just score the first six points and then we take the seventh day off for rest? <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Doc. That's good. We only count by one. Uh, but, but yeah, I was running down the field and all of a sudden, boom, calf, pull, I could feel it. And I knew I was done. It's the same kind of thing you're describing. And that's awful. It doesn't like, I remember a day when you would try to play through that. Now I just hobble off and I'm I'm done. Oh, no playing through anything at this point. No playing through anything. I, I used to think that there were two types of people in the world, lookers and flushers. Uh, lookers lookers and flushers and flushers yeah so like when you go to the potty room do you look after you go or do you flush both oh no i flush i don't i if you look it doesn't count that you flushed everyone's expected to flush (laughs) (laughs) i mean oh hey look i went Uh, peace out well i'm a flusher but then I realized... I think I went to the bathroom after you at the Walmart in Norristown the other day. That guy was definitely a looker. There was nothing was flush. And then preparing, uh, as the deacon would say for this podcast, I realized there were also two types of people. When you see a Let bad medic... So, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said you're a flusher? Yes. So you never look between your legs? Never look behind? Like, down? It's, it's harder to look behind you and down than it is just to look straight between your legs to see what... What you just made. I don't do either. I made two children. I'm... My wife sends me pictures of them all day. That's, that's enough for me. So you just flush and go? Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, I wipe, uh, but then I flush and go. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Maybe I'm going to try to become a, a flusher. <laughs> but it made me realize today... What are the other two types of people? The people, when there's a bad injury watching sports, that look when the injury happens and those that look away. Ah, 
Okay. You know how like ESPN, they're like, uh, if you have a queasy stomach, now is the time you should look away. Do you watch the injury or do you look away? I felt like before DVR, because now we can rewind it and do, I don't need ESPN to rewind it and replay it for me. But I think before that, like there was a time when they used to do that, right? When they used to replay the injury. I remember specifically Tim Crumry, uh, who was the center for the Bengals, when they played in the Super Bowl against the 49ers and the injury he had, his ankle it rolled over and his, his leg was just flopping. And that flop was interesting to me. I wanted to watch it a hundred times. I probably have since through the art of the internet and replay, but uh, I definitely, they stopped showing the injury. It's almost like streakers. You know, uh, when somebody streaks the field, now they never show them anymore. You know, and I'm like, well, I don't know. Did the guy have anything to show? Streakers and the national anthem. And the national anthem. You have to avoid people sitting in the national anthem are naked people. Yeah. I'll tell you the first time I remember, like, a significant medical injury being on. And it was Joe Theismann when Lawrence Taylor took him out. You remember that? What year was that? Oh, I don't know. Mid-80s. That was in the 80s. I'm going to guess 84, 84. Because was like 88, 89. But LT, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. I feel like that's not the worst thing he did to teams. Do you mm. know what? I heard that he used to send booze and drugs and prostitutes to the other team's hotel the night before to keep them up all night so that their team would have a better shot at winning. Well, there's two things I've never heard together. Lawrence Taylor and prostitutes. There's a first for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had quite the hankering. You know what? He he found quarterbacks better than he found religion. Oh, that's... No, but, hey, you know, there's a lot of religion in these games and in professional athletic events and sporting events. I think you saw it run the thread of faith run through. I'm always careful with the word religion, right? Because I don't know if it paints the best picture of where people are really at. But that's a whole, yeah, we could talk about that at a different time. Why is it that Tim Tebow and Tebowing became a negative thing? It's awesome that a guy was uh, trying to celebrate with that. Oh, I never thought it was a negative thing. In fact, I have a shirt from when the brief moment he was in the Eagles camp, they made a t-shirt of Tim Tebow with an Eagles shirt on doing his Tebow in Philadelphia green. And I have a shirt of him as an eagle doing the Tebow. My, my thing with Tim Tebow, and I was a big guy rooting for him, is that he did everything right and was such a good guy except for his ability to throw a spiral. That's true. You will have a chance to continue to root for him, though, because uh, I did read the GM of the Mets the other day said he's pretty confident that Tebow will end up in the major leagues at some point. So he meant he was pretty confident my team's going to be so bad, no one's going to come to games in September, we're going to bring Tim Tebow up? No, he really said he was confident in Tebow's ability, how he's adjusting to the game and his performance, that he thinks he's going to earn a trip to the bigs. I'll believe that when I see it, but I love it, and I'm rooting for you, Tim. I'm Nick, praying for you, buddy. We'll see you on Doc and the Deacon at some point. <laughs> oh, that's going to be the day! You know what? It used to be, though, athletes used to have to worry about, like, tearing their ACL or getting a fracture until my boy Mike Tyson came around and he bit a dude's ear off. Yeah, I mean, who thought that was going to happen? Like, 
There's things you can plan for, injuries that you consider going into an event, uh, an activity, a competition. Losing your ear because the other guy was crazy enough to bite it off is something no one considered, right? Uh, no one considered. At, at sporting events, they often will have a family doctor. They'll often have an orthopedic surgeon. Now they need an ENT and a psychiatrist when Mike Tyson's there. <laughs> and a plastic surgeon. Oh, and a veterinarian. Because his tiger may go tiger. <laughs> He's more into pigeons now than he has tigers. You know what the worst part is? Mike Tyson bit a dude's ear off, and it's not in the top five craziest things he's done. <laughs> That's a good point. I love science. I love medicine. I love patients. I read about it all day. I think about it. I want to talk about it. I know you love uh, Jesus and God, but the question is, do we love our families and medicine and religion as much as Ronnie Lott loved football? Uh, I, I don't know, because what did Ronnie do? So Ronnie Lott was getting ready for the playoffs, and yeah. he had hurt his finger. Yep. And they said, we could do surgery to fix your finger. And he goes, well, I need to play in the playoffs. Like, the only thing we could do is cut it off. That's it. So he had the tip of his finger cut off yeah. so that he could play in the Super Bowl. I think if I, if I had that option, like, it's the Super Bowl. What about the Super Bowl of, like, Jesus? A new pope is coming in, and they need someone to talk before, but you have to lose a toe. Uh, yeah, I guess take my toe. If I was, if I was Catholic, um, yeah, sure, take my toe. Because let's, let's pretend that it's the second coming of Jesus. And I'm either going to be there for the rapture, but I've, I've got surgery scheduled on Thursday. But if Jesus came back, he would definitely join the union this time, right? <laughs> join the union. Yeah, probably. I mean, I've never met a carpenter not in the union. Yeah, he would have to join the union. There's so many rules around it nowadays. He would definitely be a guy. I think he'd lead the union. We'd have an uprising. I was at a, um, the final four of the year. That guy, Kevin Ware, fractured his leg. You Remember that guy? I was at the game after he fractured his leg. You were at that Final Four? I was. Wow, that's amazing. You know, the only Final Four I went to was uh, 2009 in uh, Ford, Ford Fieldhouse when Carolina beat Michigan State for the title. That was a bucket list thing. Uh, you know what? I have a bucket list, and you know what's not on it? Getting a new ACL. Oh, uh, yeah. I, it's not on my bucket list anymore. Tearing my Achilles tendon. Never. Ooh, that, that was the end of Ryan Howard, right? No, it was, but I'm, I'm still rooting for Ryan Howard. You know what? And you know, I'll, t- I'll tell you why I'm rooting for Ryan Howard. Where, we where we both married cheerleaders. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you, I saw a statistic that cheerleading is one of the highest risks of sports where you could hurt yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've seen a lot of cheerleaders, and most of them look like they have some sort of significant brain injury. <laughs> Since my wife cheered and taught uh, cheer, yeah. you're going to be on her bucket list of people she needs to take care of. <laughs> you know, uh, getting a new Achilles is no longer on my bucket list because I already have a, uh, uh, not Achilles, ACL. Oh, you do? I do have a new, a new ACL since 2005. How do you like it? Uh, it it's fine. I don't remember the dude's name. Um, but I, I, I tried to choose uh, someone who was really athletic from which to get my ACL. Do they give you like a warranty on that or anything? <laughs> Mine's expired. <laughs> I remember that I turned 21 the day that Willis McGahee had his knee blown out. 
and everybody was hanging out, having fun. Yeah. And all of a sudden, a guy ran. He was running. He hit the hole. A linebacker came, ran through his knee, and it was one of those where, like, you saw it bend in positions that, like... Well, he was as- going to... If I remember right, he was going to make a cut, he, and, he, and he had all of his weight on that foot, right, right knee, right? He was cutting with his right knee back towards the inside because he was moving outside. He went to cut back inside, and the dude just ran right through his knee. Oh, and then they replayed it, and oh, half okay. my buddies watched and half turned away. And I realized at that point that I could divide people into two different types of people. And what do you call them? The, the lookers and the lookawayers? No, I call them the lookers and flushers. I'm using the same term. Ah, that's good. That's good. Lookers and flushers. I think it makes sense. You know what they've shown is that stretching doesn't actually decrease these injuries. Uh, you know, there, there's been a lot of sport science to, to come into play. I know that Chip Kelly was big into the way guys slept, the way they ate, the way they stretched. You know, they had to wear basically homing devices like Mike Tyson's pigeons. He was also big in trading away our good players. No, no, no. He only traded the, uh, the bad seeds. I mean, LaShawn McCoy, who was fantastic. Deshaun Jackson, who was fantastic. Chip Kelly, I mean, needed I to be I think he and LaShawn are on, uh, are on good terms now, though. He and Shady? Well, I heard he follows them on Twitter, so that's a good sign. That is always a good sign. But it, it reminds me of growing up, um, my favorite movie was White Men Can't Jump. And when the guy goes out and he's doing all the stretches beforehand. Yeah. And I loved it. Yeah, that's it. It made everybody be like, because you're stretching, you're not going to be a good player? You, you want to know why I love that movie? No. Uh, yes, of course. Rosie Perez. Oh, yes. There was no... Billy! Oh. She was fantastic in that movie. Wesley Snipes, he was amazing. That was a great movie. I love the fact that uh, athletes... Think that if they do like certain routines before a game, that they won't get injured. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said about different superstitions, things that you do to try to prevent an injury or something bad from happening, right? Like Wade Boggs would eat fried chicken before every game. Oh, yeah, and he played for the Red Sox, so I'm sure he drank a beer with that. Absolutely, and I'll bet you, you know, he probably never got hurt, but he's definitely rocking a dad bod now. Oh, yeah. Well, you know David Cohn, he threw a no-hitter hammered. David Wells. David Wells, same thing. Yes. One's a Cohn, one's a Wells. Eh, it's the same thing. It's a tough time, though, because in the Philadelphia area, we had an injury this year. And we still won a Super Bowl. But what I want to do is have you, the deacon, say a prayer for our boy, Carson Wentz, who had a bad injury. You know, there's a lot of verses in the Bible that talk about healing from injury and overcoming injury. It's a common theme in the Bible. Job, in the book of Job, Job's like this dude, he's hanging out. And all of a sudden, some guy comes up to him. He's like talking about how, hey, your, your, your sheep and your, your animals were all slaughtered. Your camels were taken away. There was a big fire. Oh, yeah, and your kids, they were all feasting together. And the wind came through and blew the house down. And they're all dead. So, like, in the blink of an eye, Job had everybody gone. And he oh, never. And then he, he was an Eagles fan. So he was like, and then we took out all the Redskins and we moved away all the Cowboys, <laughs> even though that they were giants. That's right. Oh, I like that. That's good. But they said he never blamed God. And I was really impressed with the way Carson handled this whole situation because it wasn't just the injury, right? 
It was the timing. When it happened. He was having an MVP season. My man crush on him is bigger than my man crush on you. Same. Yeah, ditto. And that's a lot. Uh, but, I mean, think about it. It was like MVP season, towards the end of the season, I set him up for, for the number one seed, the game that pretty much clinched them getting that number one seed, right? Because everybody knew they were going to beat Oakland and Dallas. You know, th- those were not question marks. And after, and then he had to watch. Uh, we actually lost to Dallas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That other team is the Giants. We beat the Giants. That's right. And then he had to watch the guy that was backing him up all year win the Super Bowl. Also religious guy. Also, Carson brought faith. I mean, together, there was a big thread of faith that ran through the team this year that, that really ran through these guys. So I think a great way to end this segment is with that prayer you talked about earlier, right? Because I don't know what's going to happen with Carson if he's going to be ready for the first game of the season. Well, now that physicians have surgically repaired his knee, I'm ready for your prayer. All right. We just pray that God will heal him. We know uh, that he will be ready for whatever challenges he will face. We know that the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. But may the name of the Lord forever be praised. Hallelujah. Amen. Excellent brain trust to market it brandness that's set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show gon' be around for infinite years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. 100% authentic, you can't fake it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in. Now I'm coming to close it like a Roldis Chapman.